This is the Politically Speaking podcast, the definitive show about Missouri politics. It's a little complicated in Bolivar because there is a Parsons family there. But we also knew that it was important to make sure that that we got to where we needed to go. You know if you walk in a room and you're getting ready to make a decision and everybody in the room looks like you, you need to stop. And right now what happens in the United States Senate is as critical as anywhere else in the country. I really want the state to succeed. We want everybody to uh, know that we're all working together. I just worked hard to try to build my name where I didn't have the money. And welcome to Politically Speaking. I'm your host, St. Louis Public Radio political correspondent Jason Rosenbaum. I'm recording this in St. Louis Public Radio studio. And joining me via Zoom is our special guest today, the mayor of Creepcore, Missouri. Jason, thanks so much for having me. Barry Glance. Uh, mayor Glance, thank you for coming on this show. Mayor Glance, this is your first time on the podcast. Give us a little bit of sense of who you are, uh, some, some of your background before you got into politics, and why you decided to get into politics. Jason, again, thanks so much for having me on. Uh, I really appreciate the opportunity. Um, so my name is Barry Glance. I'm the mayor of Creve Corps. I've had the privilege of serving in that position now for um, for eight years. I'm term limited, um, actually, as mayor um, next April. Um, I've been involved in my community um, for over 28 years. Uh, I was on the city council in the 90s. I was uh, on the planning and zoning commission for nine years uh, in the early 2000s. And, and have tried to serve my community in, in any number of capacities. Um, all that's well and good and, and you know, credentials are, are well and fine. I, you know, I learned all of this um, from, from my parents, specifically my father. Um, you, you know, my parents, well, my father has passed away, but my mother still lives in the house that I grew up in in Creve Corps. Um, my father uh, in the in the 70s was before before Creve Corps was was really Creve Corps was the first building official and he did that on a voluntary basis. Um, the the mayor the police officers would bring um, plans over for him to review for code compliance, um, and I I learned at an early age, um, and I and I know it sounds trite but it but it really is important I think um, to be able to give back. Um, and my parents exemplified that very well. Um, and I'm trying to do the same, um, for a community that has, that has been good to, to me and to my family. And, and I hope that I can convey that same, um, that, that, that same sort of ideal to, to my children. So let's talk about, uh, your bid for St. Louis County Council. Why did you decide to run for this seat? And what are you hoping to accomplish if you are elected to serve the second district, which takes in cities like Creevecore, Chesterfield, Maryland Heights, Overland, St. Anne as well? Uh, it, it's a big swath of, of what I would consider north central to northwest St. Louis County. Why did you decide to run? So, um, you know, full disclosure, as as um, as mayor, I'm term limited. Um, I I um, and I'm and I've tried to figure out what what I want to do. And and I really think, Jason, um, I I don't typically, I'm not always comfortable touting myself. 
but I think I have a lot to offer. And, and as mayor, um, I, I came in in a, in a somewhat controversial time and people were somewhat skeptical of, of my ability to, to lead the community. And I've, I've tried to do that um, by being present, uh, by being respectful, by being open and honest and helping to facilitate conversation. There's, there's, there's so many, so many polarizing ideals out there right now. And I'm not even talking about nationwide, you know, even, even locally. And, and I hear politicians all the time say, I want to fight for you. I, I, I want, I'm not a fighter at all. Um, I, I prefer to solve, there are a lot of issues that, that need to be solved. I haven't found one issue that gets solved by fighting. I find it's better to do that by collaboration, uh, by conversation, uh, by, by making people feel like they're a valued part of, of the discussion. And I, and I certainly don't have all the answers, um, but I do know how to bring people together um, to have respectful conversation. I've tried to do that as mayor uh, of Creve Corps, and I, I just like to broaden that impact and bring that to St. Louis County. So in 2019, when this seat became vacant after Sam Page became county executive, you were exploring running for this seat as an independent. And I read in the Post-Dispatch that you have voted for Democrats, Republicans, uh, all sorts of things. Why did you decide to enter the Democratic primary? I'm almost positive that people that don't want to see you elected are going to bring up and question your Democratic credentials. So I want to give you the opportunity to talk about that. I, I appreciate that, and that's a fair question. And I think it's an important question. I did try and run as an independent um, last summer. Um, that's a very difficult challenge um, in our system, in, in, in our in our current governmental system. I, I, I think, and and so, um, I, and I failed in that effort. And and I could have all sorts of excuses and reasons but I take sole responsibility. Um, I tried to do something and I didn't succeed at that. Um, I, could, I could speak for an hour and a half on, on why it's, it's unfair, but that's irrelevant. Um, so, so my opponent is, is the incumbent in this position and I would have to uh, be her either in the August primary or the November general election. Um, the reality is, um, Jason, it's, it's a Democratic-leaning district. Um, I, I support all sorts of ideas. I do tend to lean towards Democratic ideals, um, and, and I feel that that was a better fit for me this time and better use um, of my time than trying to do it as, as an independent candidate once again. So the reason I bring that up, and if you go back to 2018, I, like, harangue now incarcerated County Executive Steve Stanger on this point. I don't really think like party affiliation is as important in county politics as it is in state legislative politics, because a lot of the issues are about budgets and finances and services. But the reality is when people vote and they see a D or an R behind somebody's name, they're going to go to the national or state issues, even if they don't have any of that. So if your opponent is going to be saying, you're not a true Democrat, I am, 
vote for me because I'm going to be more representative of the Democratic Party. How are you going to respond to that? Well, that may be that actually may be the case. Um, in in municipal politics, um, it's it's not um, th- there are no Democrats or, or Republican. It's it's nonpartisan. Um, I also I tend to agree with you. I'm not sure even at the county level that it should be partisan politics, but it is. Um, I, I better identify as a Democrat, um, but I will assure you of this, and I'll assure all of your listeners. Um, I'm going to vote on issues that are presented to me. I am not a follower of, of I hate to say it, I'm not a follower of anybody. I, I think independently, uh, I process independently, I, I seek a lot of input from a lot of different people, um, but I don't, I don't think that, that party politics um, is, is the way that I will legislate in St. Louis County. So let's talk about the the issues that may be before you as a a county council person. Let's uh, let's talk about the coronavirus response from the county executive's office and the council. First off, what do you think of St. Louis County Executive Sam Page's performance of handling the coronavirus in St. Louis County? I, I think at at this juncture, it's it's ideal to have a doctor leading that effort, and and I. Uh, I commend uh, Dr. Page for his his leadership in that regard. Um, I, I think medically we could we couldn't have anybody better um, leading the county. Um, I I think it's um, what's the word I'm looking for. I think it's atrocious that the county council gave up oversight of the 173 and a half million dollars of of COVID relief. Uh, funds. I, I think government 101 has always been based on checks and balances. No matter how good somebody's intentions are, there should always be checks and balances in the system. Um, and, I, and I think relinquishing that control, um, and again, I don't think that's a Democratic or a Republican issue. As a matter of fact, I don't think a pandemic um, of COVID-19 should be a political issue per se at all. Um, but I, but I, I do think that there should always be checks and balances in the system and, and doing it on a portal after the fact is, is, is transparency through a rear view mirror. And, um, that really isn't the transparency. I, I think from what I hear from my constituents, that isn't transparency, um, that, that people want or deserve. So a couple of questions on that point. What the Democrats, including your opponent, would say for the reasons for giving Page authority to spend uh, the CARES Act money without the council approving individual allocations is in an emergency, the county executive needs a lot of leeway to act quickly. How would you respond to that? I, I think that's a valid point, that, that sometimes you do need to act quickly. You can do that um, and still keep checks and balances in your system. Uh, call a special council meeting. Um, engage. If, if it's truly an emergency, there are ways to accommodate that um, without blowing up a basic system of governance. The other thing that uh, your opponent specifically cited in her podcast last week, which I think is a point that doesn't get brought up very often, is county council people are, this is their, this is a part-time job, which they get paid $20,000 to do. 
They have to have other jobs in order to support a living. Some of them have small children. And it's and in her view, it's not realistic for for the council to meet like every day to to potentially like allocate money very quickly. Well, I, I think that's a fair comment. And, you know, it, it's just it's just like you can't bring every issue up to the voters to vote on. Sometimes you have to show some leadership. Um, and I understand and I appreciate and I'm, and I'm empathetic to 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 the fact that 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 people have other lives outside of um, volunteering, for, for lack of a better word, um, for these government positions. Um, but but I go back to my first statement, Jason, that no matter what people's good intentions are, um, our system of governance never should give one person control um, without um, without oversight, and, um, and and that falls in in, in the same trap. And, I, and I'm and I'm sure that everybody wants to accomplish good things relinquishing control to just one person, no matter how good their intentions are, isn't the system of governance that, that we have that becomes a dictatorship. And um, that's not, in my opinion, what's best for St. Louis County. Uh, what do you, you know, one of the other things that like everyday people have brought up about the COVID-19 response, and this is specifically to Dr. Page, Many people are upset that some amenities haven't been open, like gyms and fitness centers and whatnot. What is kind of your view of that particular conflict that has emerged? Well, as as I said early on, I, I think his medical background gives him a unique perspective to lead during this COVID-19 pandemic. Um, but there are other forces at play here as well. Um, I don't pretend to know everything at all, and and I would, I would seek the advice of a wide variety of people. I I will tell you in Creve Core, I'm I'm hearing from a lot of business owners. Um, they're curious about the uh, the county's um, uh, financial um, uh, cushion to 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 help. Uh, you know, back the paycheck, paycheck protection program. Um, but, but most of the businesses in Creve Four, really all they want to do is open and have some, have guidelines. They'll comply with the guidelines. They'll comply with the timing, um, but they want to have the opportunity to open and get back into business. And, and, and I think holding things off indefinitely is the wrong answer. Um, I think I think having guidelines, um, having an enforcement mechanism of those guidelines, um, I, and, I, and I certainly don't mean that heavy-handed. Um, we, we've given every leeway that we can think of right now to our business community, um, allowing them to dine outside, allowing them additional signage, um, just to help facilitate um, getting back to some sense of normalcy. And if that's operating at 25% capacity, that's okay if, if, it's, if it's temporary and they can start on the road path, road back, uh, a path back to some sense of normalcy. We'll be right back after this quick break with Creep Corps Mayor Barry Glantz. And we're back on Politically Speaking with 
Supreme Court Mayor Barry Glantz, a candidate for the second district council seat. I want to give you kind of a more open-ended opportunity to talk about what your priorities would be on the council. We talked a lot about COVID because that's clearly top of mind for the county now, and it could be top of mind when you if you win. But I'm sure that there are other things you would want to do on the council that are separate from the COVID-19 response, and I want to give you the opportunity to talk about that. Sure, I appreciate that. Um, so, so I basically have four priorities that I've outlined. Um, I, I think it's really important to uh, advance economic development. And in Creve Corps, and, and my examples are, are going to come mostly from a Creve Corps perspective, but, but they apply across the board and can, can apply to St. Louis County in a broader sense. Promoting and advancing economic development. We've worked um, in partnership with the uh, Economic Development Partnership Bayer, which is, is formerly Monsanto, the Danforth Plant Science Center, Bridge Park, and, 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 and it had been an active participant in the development of the 39 North uh, Innovation District Master Plan. Um, we can do that in other parts of St. Louis County as well. We've, um, we've used Old Olive Street Road. We've done that as a great streets plan. So one of my top priorities is to advance economic development. One of the other things that I'm, that I'm very, very proud of in Creve Corps is um, the fact that I, I tried very hard to promote public safety. Um, our police department was operating, you know, our city hall is in the old Weber School on, on Ballas Road. Our police department was operating in, in 1,200 square feet in a building that was built in the 50s and the 60s. Um, and so I, I helped um, facilitate a $10.5 million bond issue to build a new state-of-the-art standalone police uh, station on the northern part of our property. And, and that passed overwhelmingly with, with Creve Corps voters. Um, and I think, um, I, I think the other part of that is that um, the men and women of the Creve Corps Police Department merited a facility um, that's commensurate with the, sta- the high standards of their profession. Um, our police department is CALEA certified and, um, and they're very, very well trained um, focusing on uh, community policing. And I, and I think that's very, very important. And I think it's poignant today as well. I think most law enforcement professionals are good people um, trying to do what's best for the communities that they serve. Um, and um, they're under tremendous scrutiny, um, perhaps uh, deservedly so. Um, but, but I think that promoting public safety uh, is a critically comp- uh, important uh, aspect of my campaign um, in, in St. Louis County. The, the third issue that, 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 I'm, that I'm also very, very proud of is um, I've identified as strengthening diversity. Um, we had a park, we have a park, uh, formerly Burn Park, uh, that was off of Spady Road, um, that was taken, it, it, was, it was taken from an African-American uh, doctor, Dr. Venable, in the late 50s, early 60s. Um, and, and we took it, the city of Creve Court took it by eminent domain. Um, it was it was controversial at the time. The reality is is that it, it wasn't taken 
to create green space for the community. It was taken to exclude the Venables because of their race. And, and while this happened, you know, 50 or 60 years ago, um, I, I felt that it was critically important that, that Creve Core needed, we needed to own our narrative. Um, we needed to redefine um, the, our past history, the antiquated and divisive paradigm. And, um, and the city council um, renamed uh, the park just recently. Uh, we renamed it to the, to the Dr. H. Venable uh, Memorial Park. I'm very, very proud of those actions that the, the, the city council took. Um, and, and I think um, if nothing else, we need to show that Creef Corps is, is a warm and welcoming community. Um, and I, I, I think that helping to facilitate um, the advantages of diversity is very, very important. And, and, and the, the fourth issue that, that, that I really think that, that I bring to the table is upholding transparency. And transparency is a buzzword that politicians use far too much. Um, but, but as I said to you in the, in the previous question uh, that, that you asked, is I strongly believe that good governance always includes checks and balances and never relinquishes control to one person, regardless of anyone's good intentions. When I had Kelly Dunaway on the show, I asked her for her thoughts about the, the, the death of George Floyd in Minneapolis and her desire to see a, a actual tangible change in St. Louis County when it came to how law enforcement treats African-Americans. I want to ask you, because I asked her, what do you make of the protests that have been happening in St. Louis? And what would you do as a council person to engender that diversity that you just talked about in Creve Corps? I think the right to demonstrate in a protest is, is as American as, as apple pie. Um, I think when it crosses the, the line to, um, to looting, um, I, 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 that loses, that loses effect on me. Um, you know, Jason, you, you ask an interesting question. I, I think we have a long rooted problem in St. Louis. Um, and, and I don't pretend for one second to have all the answers. And I didn't pretend for one second to have the answers when it came to uh, Burn Park and, and getting it changed to, to Dr. Venable Park. But I knew what I, what I had the ability to do, what I'm good at is bringing people together to have those conversations. I host a monthly coffee with the mayor and we, we had a special coffee with the mayor at the Danforth Center. We, we, we did it there because, you know, normally I get 30 to 50 people depending on what I've done right or wrong. Um, in any particular month, but we had over 250 people come when, when I had a special coffee with the mayor just to talk about the history of Burn Park and to have, to have the ability to, to bring people together to make them feel that their opinions, their voices matter, um, that they're treated with respect, that all opinions matter, um, and, and that as elected officials, what I started with is, is I don't think elected officials should be fighting. I think elected officials should be collaborating. And, and one of the biggest things that I think is missing 
and lacking in today's world and, and why there is so much frustration is elected officials aren't listening to what people have to say. Um, and, and, and these are complex issues and I don't for one second pretend to have the answers. Um, but I know that to get to the answers, we need to start listening to a wider variety of people. And, and I asked this to Councilwoman Dunaway. I mean, I think I've seen since the, the Floyd protests have happened among white people, um, a, there, a lot of expression of shock and anger and feeling really ho- bad about what happened. But I really feel like that's not enough. We have to do more than just feel bad. We actually have to promise to not only listen, but actually follow through with what people and who are demonstrating want. So my question for you is like, are there any tangible things that you would do to make sure that it's beyond just talk and you're actually trying to like implement policies that help, I would say, narrow the racial divide in St. Louis? I don't know that I, that I have concrete, a, a concrete answer for that. I know that I would try and facilitate um, more conversations. I, and I bring in as wide a variety of, of representation into that as possible. Our systems, what, what, what these protests are showing is that our systems, whether we think it or not, our systems are not working for all people. Um, and it's incumbent then on those of us that are in leadership positions to, um, to, 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 help, to help reshape um, what we're doing. I, I can't sit here and tell you I have that answer, um, but, but I'd sure like to hear what others have to say. So in the last few minutes, I wanna shift to how your municipality is is faring amid COVID-19. Because from talking with the Municipal League of Metro St. Louis, Pat Kelly in particular, I think a lot of municipalities are feeling the financial strain because of the shutdowns. And I would be really interested to hear a firsthand account of how it's affecting Creve Corps. Corps is no different um, than any other municipality in St. Louis County. Um, This has had a tremendous financial impact, financial and social impact on us. Um, Our fiscal year starts on July 1st, um, and we're looking at a a budget shortfall um, of over $2 million for for the up. And and Creve Corps has by and large been been a very stable community. Our our budget varies 2% in in a year. Um, And but, but because we have had such good fiscally conservative and sound financial management, we've, we've managed to um, develop a, a little bit of a surplus. And, um, and that is going to serve as our safety net um, this year. Um, we have, um, we've, we've like, like I said, with a $2 million um, revenue shortfall, We've cut or deferred a number of projects, but we are probably going to have to dip into our reserves um, this year. And and I I, I hate doing that, um, but but I would say if ever there was a time to use the safety net of reserves, um, this this is the year to do so because because this pandemic 
um, created a, a financial havoc that, that nobody, no business, no, no municipal entity uh, or governmental entity could have, could have anticipated. One of the things that the county has been talking to the municipalities about is potentially sending about $47 million to cover public safety costs. And I know CARES Act money is technically not supposed to supplant like budget shortfalls, but let's just be real here. If you were paying for public safety costs, you could probably free up some money elsewhere and your budgetary situation would improve. I mean, am I am I wrong in believing that? No, that's that's absolutely correct. Um, and um, um, we're, we're looking at any number of options um, that we can't, you know, the municipalities by and large are still responsible for, and Creve Corps is, is, is a great example of this. Um, even though we're, we're all feeling the, um, the impacts of this pandemic, we still have to provide basic services. Um, and we've, we've done that. We've tried to do that without missing a beat. We're still picking up trash. We're still picking up recycling. Um, our police department is still out on the streets. Our public works uh, department is still doing what, what they need to be doing. We're doing it all a little bit differently. Um, but, but we need to provide, we, we still need to provide services that people have come to know and expect. Um, and it's, it's up to the elected officials. And I will say this, we, we didn't cover this, but, but having a... Um, a city council, city manager form of government, I, I think has proved to be very, very beneficial uh, in these times. And, and I actually think that's something that I would like, uh, I'm, just, I'm just one voice and one person uh, if, if elected, but I think I'd like to see St. Louis County look at that as well. I, I, I actually think we could take politics out of, out of um, county governance and, and we should look at a mayor and city council set policy. It's the city administrator's job to to enact that. Um, I think those are two distinct functions. And um, it's speaking from the experience of Creve Corps, it served our community very well. So for, just to make sure our listeners are clear, there has been a proposal floating around to provide like a county manager, similar to what you were mentioning as a city manager. I, I would imagine that would have to go to county voters what I think may be argued for St. Louis County is when you have a strong county executive, they have a lot of power, but then they also get a lot of the scrutiny and that scrutiny could lead them to losing elections if they make bad decisions. Whereas a city manager or a county administrator does not have that same electoral uh, accountability. What do you say to that? Um, I, I think you've you've um, you've framed the discussion very very well. I think there's 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 pros and cons. Um, what what I think is is critically important is that that a city manager form of government um, should theoretically take politics out of how money is being spent and dispersed. Um, and and I think unfortunately. Our, our, our recent history in St. Louis County is not good in that regard. Um, and, it, and it also goes back to giving control to just one person, no matter how good their intentions may be. And checks and balances is critically important in, in our system. And, and that's what I'm talking about as far as transparency 
is, is being proactive in that regard and not just saying after the fact um, that we spent uh, $2 million on, on masks and, and not knowing, you know, you know, how that was, how that decision was, was achieved. That's, that's not transparency. That's, that's lip service. Um, and so I think a, a city manager form of, um, of structure has some merit to take politics out of it. I still think it's the elected officials responsibility to, to build consensus and, and to create a policy. Um, but but I, I wonder if it isn't better to separate uh, the functions of administering those policies. Um, so, but, but, but the flip side is, as you've identified, um, you know, you live by the sword, you die by the sword. Um, if, if you're going to take bold action, um, then, then you should be, you, you should deal with the consequences of that. Well, Mayor Glantz, I want to thank you so much for coming on the show. We'll be following your race with Councilwoman Dunaway very closely. And we also will be following to see how Creepcore does in this post-COVID-19 environment. So for all of our stories, stlpublicradio.org. Follow me on Twitter at Jay Rosenbaum. How could people learn more about your campaign through your website, Twitter, Facebook, any of those things? Um, we're, we're on Facebook. Um, we're on LinkedIn. We're on Twitter. Um, the website is barryglance2020.com. I appreciate the, um, the shameless plug of that. Um, and, and, I, and I think I, I've tried to be very clear about who I am there. Um, I, I, I have no hidden political agendas. I believe in good governance. Uh, I believe in communication. Um, and, and, and I believe in, in helping to facilitate uh, good conversation and doing so in a respectful manner. That's the kind of person I am in Creve Corps. That's the kind of person I will be in St. Louis County as well. Thank you very much for joining us. And until next time, so long.